0: What is up everyone, it's Quinn here. And in this video, I'm gonna be going through some of the top waiver wire targets that you guys should be looking to pick up heading into week 15 of the fantasy football season. So for most of you, this is probably going to be the start of the fantasy football playoffs. So these are players who could make an instant impact in your lineup. They're also gonna be maybe some long-term plays specific at the running back position, or maybe these guys turn into starters in week 16 or week 17 due to injury but for the most part we're trying to find players you can plug and play into your lineup right now because if you can't win in week 15 you're not going to be moving on to week 16 or week 17. going to be covering every single position. These are going to be players who are rostered in 40 percent or fewer leagues using the ESPN waiver wire and if you guys enjoy the video just hit that like button and subscribe to the channel but let's dive right into the running backs and we're actually kind of in an interesting spot here where due to different injuries, there are potentially like five guys in this video that could be playable in week 15. So I'm going to start it off with Ty Chandler rostered in 24% of leagues. Him and Madison had been in somewhat of a split over the last few weeks, but Madison had been operating as the clear top dog. He ends up leaving with an ankle injury, does not return in week 14. Ty Chandler steps in, pretty much takes all the other opportunities at the running back position. And I think if Madison is going to miss some time, Ty Chandler probably becomes a viable running back to play in week 15 and potentially farther if um, Madison misses, you know, multiple weeks. So I think Ty Chandler, definitely an interesting pickup this week, could be playable at the running back position. Then a guy who really hasn't had an injury ahead of him, Keaton Mitchell, rostered in 24.5% of leagues. Obviously not counting uh, J.K. Dobbins really early on in the season. But in week 14, he led this Ravens backfield in snaps, carries, and targets. It was kind of a down game from both of these Ravens running backs. Not your typical um, run-pass split for the Ravens here super pass-heavy game. They really weren't moving the ball a ton on the ground. Mitchell was still efficient with his opportunities. There just wasn't a ton of volume. I think if you're looking for someone to plug into your lineup in week 15, he is one of the more viable options. I do think he probably is the more valuable option in this backfield also over a guy like Gus Edwards. And I think he could continue to kind of pull away in this backfield. So Keaton Mitchell, definitely interesting here. Then we're going to have the back-to-back Chiefs running backs. So Clyde Edwards-Alaire rostered in 31.5% of leagues, and then Jerick McKinnon rostered in 34.4% of leagues. And these two went out, you know, we heard Isaiah Pacheco was not going to play. There was some talk about him potentially going on IR. Definitely doesn't seem like that's going to happen, which is good news. But we're not sure if he's going to be ready to go for Week 15. So there's definitely a lot of talk about how this backfield would be split up. Who's the more valuable player this week? Are they both playable? And we saw these guys pretty much uh, split their snaps and routes nearly 50-50, but CEH definitely saw more opportunities, 11 carries and four targets compared to Jerick McKinnon, who saw only four carries. And then also four targets and when you're just looking at those raw carry and target numbers you would expect that ceh would be the better option moving forward if pacheco continues to miss time but the uh chief saw one goal line snap and that snap went to Jerick mckinnon and he ended up getting into the end zone on that so even if ceh is out touching Jarek mckinnon if mckinnon is getting that goal line work you know, it definitely muddies up this backfield, but we also don't know if Jack McKinnon's gonna be getting that goal line work moving forward. I think at this point, looking at their split, both these guys should probably be viewed as like running back threes week to week, and we'll see if we get a clearer answer um heading into the week 16 game, assuming Pacheco ends up missing some time. So those Chiefs running backs, and then probably the last running back here who could be playable on his own without an injury moving forward, that would be Zamir White, actually rostered in under 1% of leagues. So I know some of you guys out there, you know, talk about how none of these players are available in my league. There's a pretty good chance that Zamir White is going to be available. Um, we saw Josh Jacobs leave late in the week 14 game with a knee injury. If he misses time, I would expect this to be a split between Zamir White and Amir Abdullah. but Abdullah, I don't know if he's gonna expand his role too much, more of that like third down receiving option. I'd expect Zamir White to be the guy to step into that Josh Jacobs role. Now how valuable will that be considering this Raiders offense looks pretty terrible. I guess we'll see. Um, could be playables like a running back three. I wouldn't feel overly confident like firing him up into my lineup, but if you're desperate at the running back position, he's definitely someone you could look to pick up here. And then now we're pretty much getting into like handcuffed territory. Still very valuable, right? Their starters could go down in week 15 and week 16, 17 semifinals, finals. You could have a locked in running back two or running back one. So starting off here with Rico Dowdle, rostered in 8.4% of leagues, the Tony Pollard handcuff, but also showing he has some weekly involvement like we saw in Sunday Night Football. Then we have Tajay Spears, talk about him pretty much every video here, rostered in 37.1% of leagues, the Derrick Henry handcuff. I think he may have a really nice game here in uh, Monday Night Football in a game script that's probably gonna favor him with the Dolphins being big favorites. So something to look out for there. Um, If you're in a league where you can like drop someone on your bench to pick up someone who hasn't played yet, Tajay Spears is definitely kind of worth a pickup. If Derrick Henry goes down, you're really locked and loaded with Tajay Spears moving forward. Then we have Tyler Algier just made the cut here, rostered in 39.8% of leagues. Not someone who's going to be playable week to week, but if Bijan Robinson were to go down, He's a very strong option. And then Chase Brown here, didn't get to talk about him in last week's waiver Wire video because he played on Monday night, still rostered in under 2% of leagues, but he continues to earn playing time. He was someone I was kind of interested in as like a late round dart heading into the season just because Joe Mixon hadn't been a super efficient option. I thought Chase Brown could have come in as the rookie, challenged for opportunities. He ended up going on IR throughout the season, so he didn't really get a chance to kind of beat out Joe Mixon but he logged eight carries in week 14 for 25 yards, caught three passes for 80 receiving yards and a touchdown. He can definitely break off the big plays. At this point, he's just gonna be a handcuff, which is still valuable, but he could also just continue to work his way into this backfield and earn more opportunities. And then the uh, final handcuff here, Dearness Johnson rostered in 4.3% of leagues, the Travis Etienne handcuff. Now pivoting over to the wide receiver position, There's really not a ton to talk about here with the wide receivers, right? At running back, you can have those handcuffs. Handcuffs don't really exist at the wide receiver position because you really need to earn your targets. And since these are pretty much games where you need to win now, I just have two wide receivers as guys that I would feel somewhat comfortable throwing into my lineup. So starting off with Demario Douglas, rostered in 30% of leagues, he has missed the last two weeks with his uh, second concussion, but we have to remember they played on Thursday night, so it was a quick turnaround. He'll have pretty much a week and a half to clear it, so he should have somewhat of a decent shot to be able to play in week 15. I think when healthy, he's definitely playable as a fantasy wide receiver three flex option, and then uh, the second wide receiver here going to be Zay Jones, rostered in 26.6% of leagues um, with Christian Kirk missing time and Trevor Lawrence not missing time. I think he definitely becomes interesting rest of season. Logged a really strong 93% rock participation in week 14, um, commanded a team high 14 targets. Now he only turned that into five receptions for 29 yards, but It's kind of a weird game from this Jaguars offense. A lot of volume, but not necessarily a ton of production. You had Evan Ingram with the huge game, but Ridley also commanded a ton of volume, but didn't really turn it into anything. I just think at this point, the wide receiver two in this offense is going to be fantasy relevant. We saw Ridley and Kirk obviously be very fantasy relevant. Now Zay Jones is stepping into that wide receiver two role, that locked in wide receiver two role. So definitely someone who could be worth a pickup and potential like flex option moving forward. Now, pivoting over to the quarterback position, I think you know we have one guy here who I talk about pretty much every single week. That's Matthew Stafford. But two other interesting options who could be playable in the fantasy playoffs. I imagine a lot of people out there are really struggling at the quarterback position. We had a lot of top options who've been out for the season. Another guy gets injured this week with Justin Herbert. So Matthew Stafford could be one of those replacements, uh, rostered in 33.5% of leagues. He's just been straight up balling out over the past three weeks. During that stretch, he has 10 touchdowns and only one turnover. He scored 22 or more fantasy points in all three of those games. That's a four point per passing touchdown. And it's not like he just lined up three straight cake matchups. Two of them were against very tough defenses um, this past week against the Ravens, and then the Browns before that. He has a really soft matchup in week 15 against the Commanders, so if he's out there on waivers, I really think he's a great play. I also think it's possible just because he did have such a tough matchup, maybe someone didn't want to play him against the uh, Ravens, so he could be out there, probably should be the top quarterback pickup of the guys available, or who could be available. And then the next one's going to be Jake Browning, rostered in 28.6% of leagues. He's gone out, put together back-to-back impressive games. I think he's definitely playable if you're in a tough spot at the quarterback position. And then somehow in the year 2023, almost 2024, we are talking about Joe Flacco in a fantasy football video. Um, he's rostered in under 5% of leagues. Uh, it looks like the Browns announced him as the starter moving forward. And the Browns have kind of gone out and just let Joe Flacco sling it. We've seen with some of their other quarterback options, even Deshaun Watson, they really weren't racking up a ton of passing volume. In Joe Flacco's two starts, he has 44 and 45 pass attempts. And it's not like this uh, previous week in week 14 was like a game where they were trailing the entire time. Like they were actually ahead for most of this game. So when Joe Flacco's two starts, 16 and 20 fantasy points, he's definitely someone who could end up being a replacement at the uh, quarterback slot in different leagues. And then looking at the tight end position now, pretty barren at this point. Um I have Isaiah Likely here. He just made the cut rostered in 39.8% of leagues. If we're being honest here in, you know, more competitive leagues, he really shouldn't be available, but it is possible that he had the bye week in week 13, so maybe he was released. People didn't see it, didn't pick him up, whatever it was. But he goes out in week 14, targeted seven times, catches five of them for 83 yards and a touchdown. He just continues to put up very strong games without Mark Andrews in the lineup. So definitely the top like waiver wire tight end if he is out there and someone who I you know, trust in my lineup week to week. And then just one more guy here, Kate and rostered in 27.6% of leagues. He has an 87% route participation um, in week 14. I really don't think he's a super confident option, but at least he has like somewhat of a consistent weekly role. Some other guys, right, who had decent games, like, a guy like Hunter Henry had a big fantasy day, but his usage is still not there. The route participation is still not great. And he scores two touchdowns. Like, are we really expecting that moving forward? At least a guy like K and you know, he's going to be running a lot of routes, which is just going to give him a weekly opportunity to give you something in your fantasy football lineup. But Definitely a pretty rough position at this point at the waiver wire. And then the final position here, some streaming defenses. Definitely some interesting ones here this week. I'm gonna start off with the Colts, rostered in 29.8% of leagues. They're going up against the Steelers. Colts not coming off a great game defensively against the Bengals, but they're on a nice stretch before it. Not a huge believer in this Steelers offense. I don't know if anyone is, so nice matchup there. Then we have the Rams, uh, rostered in 15.6% of leagues. Another team not coming off a great defensive game, but you know, going from the Ravens to the Commanders, definitely a fall off offensively. The Commanders definitely have the potential to put up some points, but they're also gonna get sacked a ton. There's gonna be a lot of uh, you know turnover upside for the Rams defense here, so I think they're definitely playable. The Bears rostered in 3.8% of leagues. Um, they're going up against the Browns. I talked about this in like my playoff defense stash video, Um, The Bears have a really nice schedule rest of season and they kind of have this perception I feel like that they're like a really bad defense. They're just this, you know, team where offenses can go in blow them out. That has not been the case pretty much since the trade deadline. This has been a pretty strong defense. We saw it this week um, going up against the Lions here. So not totally sold on this Browns offense. I do think the Bears are definitely a playable defensive option. Then we're gonna have the Titans rostered in 5.6% of leagues going up against the Texans. Now, typically you wouldn't wanna go out and pick on this Texans matchup here, but with the injuries they've suffered over the past two weeks, Tank Dell out for the season, Nico Collins got hurt in week 14, CJ Stroud, we don't know if he's gonna be playing um, in week 15. If those guys are missing, this is a smash mashup here for the Titans defense. And then the final defense here, the Chargers rostered in 22.5% of leagues. Don't necessarily love the Chargers defense, but they're going up against the Raiders who just got shut out by the Vikings. Just not a good offense there with the Raiders and they could be without Josh Jacobs moving forward. So that's gonna wrap it up for the top pickup options at every single position. If you guys stayed all the way until the end, thank you, I appreciate it. Um, I'll have all my start sits out tomorrow, so stay tuned for those. But thank you all for stopping by and I will see you in the next one.